0: I'm Glenn the Geek from Ocala, Florida, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for December 22nd, episode 1594. The Hit 'Em crew is out recharging their batteries this week, so sit back and enjoy this previously aired masterpiece of men making mischievous conversation from the Horse Radio Network Audio Vaults. I am a manly man who lives a manly life in my manly house with my
1: manly wife. now from the man cave at the horse radio
2: network the monthly horse husbands episode starring timothy harfield of horsehubby.com and america's horse husband glenn the geek this one is for you guys no horse women allowed
0: This is Glenn DeGeek, America's Horse Husband, on the fifth annual Horse Husbands episode on the Stable Scoop Radio Show here on the Horse Radio Network. For five years running, this has been the most popular episode of all the shows we do on the Horse Radio Network. Before we meet this year's panel of Horse Husbands and Boyfriends, and to get you in the mood for the show, I did an annual reading of Horse Husbands for you. This time, I set it to music. Let's take a listen. This is a reading of Horse Husbands by Harold Roy Miller, read by Glenn the Geek, founder of the Horse Radio Network and America's Horse Husband. To all you horse husbands who have equine loving wives, whose horses are the centers of your darling's daily lives, I sympathize with you men. I know exactly how you feel, because I also have to endure this exasperating ordeal. You probably are the guy who bought the fences and the stalls, and the one who built the corrals and put up the horses' shed walls. More than likely, it was your cash that paid for the horses you both own, but women have selective memories about this, a fact that is well known. The minute that you enter their equine-oriented dominion, you instantly become a non-entity without any say or opinion. They will also chastise you severely if you fail to follow orders when it comes to taking care of their precious four-hoofed borders. They'll tell you how to mount your horse and how to position your feet, the proper way to hold the reins and to sit in the saddle seat, the way to brush and halter and other things they think you forgot, and you'll get a lesson in horse nutrition whether you want it or not. Although it is your chore to feed the horses day and night, to them you are still a rookie and never seem to get it right. They act like you have no common sense and darn near committed a crime. If you waver when you feed and don't do it their way every time. It doesn't matter if you are a racetrack jockey or a famous rodeo star. Somehow your equine skills never quite measure up to par. They live in their focused world of the horse where women run to the show and any male with a laid-back attitude interrupts the natural flow. They expect a guy to cowboy up and oh how they can scold if he doesn't care to take a ride or clean stalls in the Arctic cold. They don't tolerate insubordination. They want to make sure you understand. Though you may be the king of your castle, in the corrals, you're a hired hand. Now a wise man will act like he heard every word his sweetheart has said, and not stand there fuming with anger or with a question mark over his head. A smart man won't growl or groan, making her sulky and downhearted. They'll just give her a kiss and say, "Okay, honey, and do it the way they started. Well, I hope that gets you all in the mood for what today's show is going to be like. If you haven't heard a Horse Husbands episode before, you're in for a treat. And returning as my co-host this year, as he has many years in the past, is Rick Bergeron of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Hello, Rick.
3: Well, howdy-ho there, Horse Nation. How's everybody doing today? And Glenn, I'm very excited to be part of, what is this, the 4th? episode i uh, think this is
2: husbands?
0: i think you missed the first one this is the fifth annual and you missed the first uh, one i think you've been on for the last four though that's why you're sort of my co-host now to guide the we have two new ones every year so that uh, uh we get different voices on here but you and i've been doing this a long time and we learned after the first year to try and not get you fired as you were trying to do it at work and almost got in big trouble so uh you're off work and, and you're at home right
3: I am, and somehow or another, I'm still married after these four episodes, so we'll see if we can uh, change that this time.
0: And Rick's wife, Michelle, is the uh, is the proprietor of the Wright-Lead Equestrian Center, and she is an avid listener to almost all of our shows, so she does listen to these episodes, and I really am surprised that you've been here after all this time. Occasionally, I get <laughs> feedback from her that she says, wait a minute! So, um, hi, Michelle! <laughs>
3: and yeah, exactly. Tell and us... Go ahead. Contributes quite a few to, uh, to quite a few of your shows too, I believe.
0: She has been on the shows before and she's, she's done tips for us on over on Horse Tip Daily. And, uh, Michelle and Rick, for, for purposes of disclosure, are, are some of our best friends. And we just did a trip to Louisiana, spent a, a lovely almost week at their house. And, uh, we really appreciated that, had a good time.
3: Yes, Te- we did. New Orleans will never be the same.
0: And that's correct. And, and we ate <laughs> enough beignets for, to last a lifetime. So tell us what you do.
3: Uh, Well, actually, I'll tell you what I do in my real world. I'm an environmental manager at a large chemical facility, so everything you hear about from EPA and your local state agencies, I just make sure that we're doing things in a responsible manner and uh, taking care of all of our people out there. Now, that's one day job. Now, my other job is working out at the farm, supporting Michelle in the business. Uh, We have an equestrian facility here in St. Gabriel, which is right near Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and as you mentioned, it's Right lead Equestrian Center. And uh, Michelle is an instructor and a trainer. Uh, pretty much eventing is what we do, but we also do some beginner dressage and some uh, hunter under saddle and a couple of other different things. Uh, she's actually a side saddle instructor uh, and judge in a four-state area. So she's got a pretty diverse background, BHS, a couple of certifications of British Horse Society. So uh, she does a little bit of it all and is uh, pretty good
0: at it, I think. And she's a wee little thing, weighs about ninety pounds. Um, uh, yeah, pretty much
3: about as much <laughs> as a ninety-pound sack of potatoes. That's
0: right. And now, how long have you been married? Oh God, uh, eighteen years now. Okay, wow, time flies. So we have eighteen years. All right, that's good. So uh, we got a little bit of everything here. Well, let's introduce our next, our newbie, new to us this year, and a brand new horse husband. His name is Tommy Bateman. Hello, Tommy.
4: Hello, thank you so much, Glenn, and hello, Horse Nation. I'm uh, excited and terrified to be representing the newlyweds uh, <laughs> in, the, in the Horse Husband category, and uh, I'm, I'm very happy to have uh, have another Southerner in the group. I'm in, I'm in Tennessee, and uh, I'm happy to be
0: joining you. We have to say too that he's married to Leslie, who I actually get to spend a little bit of time with each week. And no, it's not what you're thinking. It's, uh, she comes on the, uh, morning show with us once a week. She is, she is horse nation, horsenation.com, a really cool blog that if you haven't checked it out, you really should. And she comes on with all kinds of fun stuff that we talk about every Monday morning on horses in the morning. And it's so fun to have her on. And you've been married. You got married when?
4: In May, May of last year. So I'm uh, creeping, creeping towards the one-year mark and really, really happy to be doing so. But I've known Leslie for, uh, I guess, eight or nine years, um, and we've been uh, been together for several now. So.
0: Who, who, was the, uh, who was the lack of commitment? Was that you or her?
4: <laughs> um, that was me. Okay.
0: Uh, <laughs> at least he's honest.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah. That's an easy one. Everyone I know uh, would agree. Um, no, we were we, when we met initially. We we were together for several years, three or four years, uh, and then we split up and spent uh, another three or so terrible years apart. And then uh, w- once we sort of uh, reconnected, it was it was all over.
3: Boy, Rick, way. he
0: has that down. Pat doesn't. Three terrible years <laughs> apart. They were awful. I didn't have any fun at all while I was apart from her.
3: Yeah, knew we <laughs>
0: He's trying to stay married past the one-year mark. (laughs) Well, and what do you do? What do you do, Tommy?
4: I'm the general manager uh, of a restaurant in Knoxville. Um, I I came to work at the Tomato Head in 1999. um, And then when they opened up a a second restaurant, uh, I was offered the general manager position of that restaurant. And that was about 2006, 2007. So I've been doing that for for a few years,
0: I worked in the restaurant field. There's nothing tougher, long hours, and uh, it gets grueling at times. And I assume being the general manager doesn't change that much.
4: It's unpredictable, yeah, and, and 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 often grueling, but but it's also really rewarding, especially if you get, you know, as a GM, you got you have a good say and uh, a fair amount of say in who you hire. So you end up with uh, a lot of people around you that you picked.
0: So Every restaurant manager cool. I've ever known has always said it would be a great job if it weren't for the employees.
4: Um. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they should pick better employees.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and now our third guest today, also new to us this year, and new to the to the horse slash boyfriend thing, is Dr. Kyle Swanson. Hey hey, Kyle. Hey Glenn, what's happening? Okay, and you're a doctor of what?
2: Uh chiropractic. And you teach chiropractic, don't you? Um a little bit. Um I teach uh, basic health science classes for an online university. Um, anatomy, physiology, um, pathophysiology, stuff like that.
0: And who, who are you dating?
2: I am dating Dr. Wendy Ying. She's an equine um, vet. She practices traditional Chinese veterinary medicine.
0: And host of the Driving Radio Show. So I get to work with Wendy every week as well. And uh, uh, and we get to get together with you guys quite a bit because you're from Sarasota, Florida.
2: Yeah, it's great. You guys are really close. And uh, I'm originally, I guess, from Texas, and I'm new to the Sarasota area. But I can tell you what, uh, beginning of March, uh, we're looking at a 70-degree day almost. Yeah, it's <laughs> not bad. Great This is an amazing winter.
0: (laughs) It's not bad. Now you guys have been dating for how long?
2: Um, we got together at the end of the summer last year. So I guess it'll be a year come this the end of this summer.
0: All right, good. Well, let's. I have some questions for you guys, and we'll we'll chat about some things uh, going along here. But first, I want to take a quick break. We've met everybody for our first commercial message, and we're going to be right back. And I have the first question for Tommy, our newlywed.
5: Judy, I've been hearing a lot of good reports about this new TheraWool product line that you ad- introduced earlier this year. Tell us what's going on there. It's basically opened a whole new uh, customer base for us, and it's made the product affordable for people maybe who either didn't want to use sheepskin because it does require a little bit more maintenance, the sheepskin does, than the wool, or people that just couldn't make that stretch. So it's, it's been great. It's, you know, it's really, really durable, as the tagline says is great for daily use, beautiful enough for show. And I think that really explains it all in a nutshell because it is a lovely pad to look at and feel, and yes. but yet it's still an affordable pad that you can go to. You can literally go to the Olympics in this saddle pad. Yes. We worked really hard to make sure that we developed the right density and the right length, and so it took us about a year to get everything exactly right, and to make sure that when you washed it, it didn't felt up or, or turn real hard or ball up. And it, it's a proprietary blend of product, the way we've done this to make it work. Quality saddle pads from Fleece Works. So, folks, when you go to your local tax store... Ask for Fleeceworks TheraWool pads by name. And if your local tax store doesn't have them, tell them that they need to speak with Judy at Fleeceworks. Just go to fleeceworks.com and you'll find all of our contact information there. And thanks for stopping by again, Judy, and keeping us up to date on what's going on over there. <music>
0: All right, now we're talking to Tommy, our newlywed. We have the first question for you: Has anything changed from the time you were dating to the time you got married, a little less than a year ago?
4: Uh, I, it's great that you're starting with me. Um, <laughs> I, the first thing I did when I when I when I knew I was going to have to, you know, talk about being a horse husband was wrote a, a newlyweds disclaimer um, that, that I feel like our relationship. Um, financially is still very much in the hoist, horse boyfriend category because uh, that you know we're, we're we're independently, you know taking care of our, our our interests. I have hobbies and interests that I fund and she doesn't ask me for money for horse stuff. so I think that I don't know how long that's gonna last, but I think that <laughs> that definitely uh, I think may disqualify me from some of the Typical horse husband gripes. Um, What's changed? Um, I've been on a horse a little more than I was before. Um, I've known known Leslie for, you know, nine years, and she has been a horse person, a rider the entire time. So none of this is really a surprise. Um, I I think, you know, I've I've been been to shows both in town and, uh, and out of town and I've been to the barn a lot. Um, but, uh, you know, it's been, it's been, it's been fun. I mean, again, newly led to disclaimer, it's been really fun. And, uh, so I've, I've been a little bit more involved, um, but I'm eating it up, you know, so. So
3: Tommy did, uh, did Leslie come with a horse and trailer?
4: Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she does. She does. She, in in our, our current, uh, um, as I mentioned before, we were apart for a little while and then and then back together. Um, you know, she she's got a big old truck that uh makes my little Volkswagen station wagon look pretty puny, uh, and a and a four horse trailer and a couple horses. So she's she's you know loaded up and ready to go without any help from me.
0: Okay, Rick, a um, prediction. How long is it going to be before those bank accounts become uh, all <laughs> uh, uh
4: Shortly.
0: <laughs> yeah, I yeah. give it the one-year mark. She'll let it go. About, yeah,
3: Probably about the one-year mark <laughs> yes. or so, and then you'll just give up and turn everything over to her and just won't have to worry about money again. <laughs> <laughs> you'll get your month, your weekly allowance, and, you know, your, right. your beer money and, your guy time and hopefully you're not doing anything, you know, stupid like playing golf.
4: You know, oh my bit. goodness gracious. <laughs>
0: I, <laughs> yeah, that's gonna go away. I
4: just I, <laughs> I just bought her golf gloves and a golf bag. For, for her. <laughs> oh, for her? Are you trying to get her yeah. interested in golf? Okay. Oh yeah. No. We we've been out a couple times and um you know, she's
0: How many horses does she have, Tommy? Two. Yeah, when she gets four or five, then golf's gonna end i oh, yeah. gotta Don't tell you it. yeah and that's also after they get to third horse and you're 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 not going to believe us but after that she gets the third horse and then wants to collect the fourth that's when she starts hitting you up for money uh that makes sense yeah you're okay at two but when you get to three or four and then she wants her own farm and all that stuff then it goes downhill from there right rick it, down is that not a,
3: it is not a sport. <laughs> it is a way of life. That's right. That's right. And pretty soon you're going to be out in the pasture hitting road apples with that nice putter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, uh,
4: you, mean, you mean you mean the new driver she got me for Christmas?
3: That's
0: right. Yep, that's right. correct. Yeah,
4: we that's all played so golf fake. at
0: one point. She's fine. <laughs> I did too.
4: Yeah, yeah. The reason I brought out money is is just because I know that you know I don't know
0: yet. You will. It'll come. And I know Leslie, it'll come. It'll come.
3: Well, yeah. And it depends. You know, I will say, and okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give Michelle kudos here. And she's running a business out of this, and she actually does run it like a business. And fortunately, I haven't had to put much of anything other than sweat equity into the business. So, you know, kudos for that. But I can see if that you're not running it, and it's not making an income. Ooh, that can get
2: expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Kyle, how long you've been uh, dating Wendy now? Were you a horse guy before?
2: Um, not so much. I, you know, uh, When I finished my chiropractic education, I had an interest in l- learning a little bit more about some of the alternative therapies for horses just because I enjoy them, but I've never performed with them or I don't ride and I actually have no intention of ever riding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you're lucky your wife drives so you can sit in the carriage. You don't have to ride.
2: Oh, now, wait,
0: wait, wait,
3: wait. No, a horse husband needs to have his own pair of skinny pants.
0: (laughs) Okay, I've been doing this 25 years. I don't own skinny pants. uh, I have a
3: pair. They're sitting in the closet along with my area boots and my helmet and my gloves. And I think I've probably worn that get up maybe twice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have refused to get breeches. I have not done it in 25 years. I don't own breeches. And I owned a tack shop and don't own breeches. Wait,
3: wait, wait. Let me me clarify. I've only worn them in public twice. So, Wranglers don't count as horse-wearing pants. Horse pants. No, 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 no. If it's got pockets, it's not acceptable. No, uh, and you know
0: is. what? There isn't a guy out there that looks good in breeches. I don't care what anybody says. They all look horrible in breeches. Breeches just aren't <laughs> but, made for guys.
3: But conversely...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bad pun there, Rick. There you go. So, Kyle, um, so have you been on the carriage, at least, with Wendy?
2: I have. I've uh, been on a few times. We've gone on a few drives around the neighborhood. And, um, you know, as a chiropractor, you know, it it's quite dangerous, I think, for spinal health in terms of uh, <laughs> just uh, with my one ride, it was, I was quite sore from the initial event. And I can imagine the, uh, the riders, or I'm sorry, the drivers that are sitting the entire time, right? And that's a much more compromised position. So... While it looks fun, uh, I definitely enjoy standing from the sidelines and helping to uh, alleviate all these problems that are (laughs) coming through driving.
3: Now, are you? I I can see it now. There's going to be a tent that he posts at the horse show. You know, break out the table and be able to do chiropractic work right there, like the massage therapy.
0: I think you're already starting that, aren't you?
2: Yep. Yeah, we're already doing uh, performance (laughs) clinics for um, equine and uh, and rider uh, combined performance.
0: Isn't that where you met? Didn't you meet at a at uh, at a workshop uh, learning chiropractic for horses?
2: We did. uh, We met in Kansas, um, taking it's a it's a postdoctoral certification, learning uh, veterinary chiropractic, um, predominantly equine and canine. You learn a little bit of feline, but um, but that's where we met and maintained a pretty good friendship uh, for a while, and then um, now we're dating.
0: Now, guys, I have to tell you that uh, Kyle has an extra challenge, and and I'm not saying that I'm saying this with all love because he knows I love Wendy and Jennifer and I both do, uh, but and Wendy will admit this too. He has an extra challenge in that he's not just dating a horse girl; he's dating a diva horse girl. She's as diva <laughs> as they get, so he's got that extra challenge to deal with on a daily basis too. Am I wrong there, Kyle?
2: No, you're absolutely correct. <laughs> she is, she is uh, 110% a diva. Yeah. And, but I love it. And, uh, but she, she makes it super fun. And, um, I hear all these horror stories about, you know, the new horse husband. And, you know, if you're not used to barn work or, you know, mucking out stalls and, you know, I have the luxury of working from home because I teach for an online university and I have a mobile practice where I just, you know, treat patients at their homes. And so, when I wake up in the morning and I do a little bit of grading and you know, ten o'clock rolls around and I feel like going out to the barn and hanging out with the horses and she kinda works from the house too, so it's it's win win.
3: Yep, sounds like it fits.
0: And 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 okay, now we asked that about Tommy. I'll ask Rick this. So how long that's gonna last? That does sound like a new boyfriend kind of thing, doesn't it?
3: Well, you know, it's it's one of those things that, that it kinda grows on you. It's true. <laughs> You know, it can, it just kind of depends on, on how it works well together. And, you know, being able to, kind con- get soft, being able to compromise and work through the problems and understand that she's going to be home late because they're out doing lessons or writing and you're going to have to learn how to cook unless you want to eat at 11 o'clock at night in some cases. But, you know, you can find that you can get some together time at the farm or at the shows and, and work through it together. You know, the thing you've got to remember is that her sport and, and, uh, what she does is much more time consuming than anything that you'll ever do, and that's that's the key is trying to find the time to work through it all together.
0: Speaking of cooking, who does the cooking, Tommy?
4: Um, you know, I think I think I do more. Um, I guess, and I think Leslie would agree. Uh, um, I do I do a bit more. I, we both. I mean, we cook for each other when when we have the time. But you know, it, it, what what Rick was just saying it, that 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 resonates because. Once the, the days get longer and and she's giving lessons, um, you know she's at she's at the barn. Um, you know even if I get home from work at six, you know I know it's, she's not coming home until dark. So if we want to eat together, gotta start. You know, gotta you know do some prep and start cooking before she gets home. So
0: now, do you have the uh, advantage of bringing home all the good food from the restaurant or not?
4: Uh, I do. I I bring some stuff home. You know, we 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 bake a lot of bread and have. Uh, all sorts of stuff that, that I'll bring home and some of her favorite meals are tomato food so sometimes I don't even have to cook I'll just order it and
0: bring it home
2: uh oh Tommy don't say to bring in inventory home on air
0: I pay for it I pay for it <laughs> I'm, just I'm just joking and Kyle I know Kyle cooks you cook right
2: yeah we have a. I, I don't cook as well as Wendy she's a much better cook than I am but um, yeah I enjoy it I a bit of a meditation in the kitchen
0: And Michelle, I can't remember. Does she cook? I I don't think I've ever witnessed
2: that myself.
0: Michelle stays out of my damn kitchen. (laughs) 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 Rick is a good cook. Let's
3: put it this way. (laughs) Michelle knows microwave high. Doesn't really know that you can do things on half power or defrost. It's it's pretty much high.
0: Yeah, that's it. We are
3: talking about somebody that has guys. Brace yourself microwaved steaks before
0: oh, oh my
3: goodness uh, <laughs> yep if, if her steak has any pink in it she is going to throw it in the microwave on high
0: jennifer's oh, jennifer is the same way she doesn't as, as kyle learned last week when they came over she doesn't like pink in her <laughs> steak and uh, and and she doesn't cook either but she will make two things that jennifer's allowed to make she is allowed to make meatloaf and because she makes good meatloaf for some reason, I don't know why. Uh, and and she can make soup, and that's because you 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 just put it in the on the stove. Uh, not homemade soup either, guys. Um, canned soup. She can make canned soup.
3: There you go. Uh, yeah. ramen noodles are
0: good. Yeah. Yep, she eats that a lot, and still does. I mean, she was single. She used to make ramen noodles all the time, but she still eats a lot of ramen noodles. That's for sure. So it does. So Leslie doesn't cook at all. Or she can cook. She can cook. There's- she, she can cook. She can okay.
4: cook. Uh, she 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 makes casseroles that are just right up my alley. So if she has to go out of town for a day or two, she'll leave me something, or uh, we'll cook together when we've got time. Um, but if you had to pick one of us who cooks more, I think that would be me.
0: Yeah, that's gonna get. It's gonna be more you as time goes on, too. By the way, I'm fine with that. I love cooking. Yeah, I me really too. Do. Yeah, you know, I kind of think that we end up in the place we're supposed to be, don't we? And and I love cooking. I know Rick loves to cook, and Kyle, I know you'll cook, and you're going to have to as more as time goes on. Especially if she she starts competing again. That's when that's when the horse thing really becomes time consuming. Is the competition thing,
2: right? Yeah, absolutely. I've been uh, I've actually been enjoying a lot of the. You know, they've been super busy with uh, a lot of the different shows here, with you know Black Prong and Little Everglades and whatnot, and. It's uh, It's been a lot of fun, actually.
0: And Wendy can cook. I witnessed that as she came to our house last week. You guys came over, and, and it was so funny because she said on the phone, well, I'll cook for you. And I, I almost fell over because I didn't know Wendy cooked. <laughs> and then I said to my wife, I said, Wendy's going to cook for us tonight. And she said, Wendy cooks? So we've, <laughs> we both still had, you know, when you, you, it's not typical for the horsewoman to cook. Let's put it that way. That's That stereotype is mostly true from what we found out from everybody we know. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about something else here, and uh, you know what—you've been married uh, quite a while, Rick. Uh, so, you know what—what what changes over time do you think, uh, if you stay married? By the way, if if there isn't a divorce in the pending there, what what changes over a period of time did you notice?
3: Uh, well, you start to lose your friends and then you start to lose <laughs> your activities and then you start to lose your money and then, no, See, seriously, um, it kind of goes back to what I said before, um, you know, being around horses and working with horses and having, you know, a spouse that does this, it is not an activity. Um, you know, it's not a sport, it's actually a way of life and that's, you know, some friends and people who are not horse people sort of have a hard time understanding that occasionally uh, you know, people that want to, you know, come over for the weekend. or want you to just whisk away and go do X, Y, Z. Well, you know, horses in some cases are worse than having kids. You can't just have a babysitter watch the horses while you go out and do something. You know, it takes a little bit more of a concerted effort to have students or people that you trust feed for a weekend or take care of the hurt horse. And, uh, so you're really kind of bound, uh, to being, you know, a horse husband and, for, for a long time. Um, so it is just a little bit different. And I think sometimes people have a little trouble trying to understand that who are not part of the horse world. But, you know, in time, you understand that and you work with it. And uh, you probably heard me say this on other shows. You know, one of the rewarding things about doing that, especially if your wife works with people and trains people or teaches people, is that they're able to share their knowledge and their love for horses with others who can in turn, you know, you can see that in them as well. And, you know, that that's pretty rewarding at the end of the day to see people, you know, who start with you uh, with lessons and end up, end up going to a show and are kind of successful. We had three girls that just did very wonderful this last weekend. Uh, you know, and it, it's really rewarding to see that, that blue ribbon or red ribbon or whatever color ribbon that they're holding up and they've got that smile and that, that feeling of accomplishment. And uh, it's kind of good to know that you are
4: a part of that.
0: You know, I I, uh, I was I, I think I was thinking about that too as as time went on. I think I learned as time went on a lot uh, of things that I did wrong in the very beginning when I first when I first became the boyfriend and then the newly newlywed. And maybe maybe uh, I think maybe Tommy, you were probably with Leslie long enough that you didn't make some of the mistakes I made. We had only been together maybe a year and a half, two years when we got married. Mm-hmm. Um, and I made all the mistakes that it, in that reading I did at the beginning, where I think I thought I knew better when it came to the barn or some of the things that happened. And that, that the only time I remember us ever fighting were over some of those barn things. And then I learned that she really did know better and she was right. right. And it, but it took me a little bit of time to get through that. And now I pretty much don't argue about anything in the barn. If she says it's the right way to do it, it's the right way to do it.
4: Where are we? again? you? <laughs> 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 what? what? <laughs> you know you're recording this, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> But I think I learned and grew, and I don't know if I... I don't know if grew is the right word. I think I learned that uh, that it was easier to not question. I think I learned yeah, I that think. over the years, and that usually she was right. So... Okay, I said it on the air. I can't take it back, oh, can I? <laughs> oh,
3: let it be known, I still question, but then I ask why, well, so see, I can learn.
0: Yeah, and I've heard, I've heard the, that. Doesn't turn out well for you sometimes. I've been, I've heard those.
3: No, 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 no. I still beat my head against the brick wall, but you know, the old habits die hard.
0: <laughs> now, neither well, one yeah, of I, neither one of us not, have kids either. I'll throw that disclaimer out there too. So, <laughs> exactly.
4: Uh, I, I think I'm lucky in, in that regard. I, I was reading through the horse husband's poem and, and things that jumped out at me, like the other things they think you forgot, you know, I think I've forgotten most of what she's told me already. You know, that's, that's true. And, uh and, and, and they're, they're chastising you severely. I'm like, no, she's not. She knows don't I don't know anything. And so, you know, I'm really, I, I'm really lucky. Uh, You know, maybe eventually when she tells me the same thing, Again and again and again, if I keep forgetting it, then the chastisement will come. But, you know, I don't think I will. So, I, um, again, I'm in the uh, the honeymoon phase, but, you know, I'm fortunate, well, and I know I am.
3: A couple of quick pointers. Make sure you learn how to tack up and groom her horse and help her groom at the show and do it correctly.
0: <laughs> and do it her that way.
3: Will you, that will get you brownie <laughs> points. There have been many times that I've put the equipment on wrong. Um, only to have her have to redo it, but she still appreciates the thought. That's
4: right. I, I, I'm, I'm not there yet, but I think I'm getting there. She, uh, at the last show we went to out of town, that uh, as she um, walked a spree to, to you know get him ready to go in the trailer, uh, I cleaned the stall, and I was. I, I got to the point where I'm like, "How clean is clean?" You know, I, I, I'll just get it really clean, and I even got it so clean that I took a picture of it afterwards to <laughs> <So> show my friends. To <laughs> so my, so my friends back in back in Knoxville when I got back, and of course, she thought that was adorable.
0: <laughs> well, I, I have you know, too, on the air, she only says nice thing about nice things about you, Tommy. Yeah. Okay, just <laughs> well, I'll try and return the favor. <laughs> Now, uh, one of the things I learned is to play. I, I and you know it's funny to this day. I get uh, I get listeners even that say you know a lot more about horses than you let on. I learned to play dumb at about the fifth year because I learned the more I knew, the more I was expected to do. So, well,
3: but for Glenn, I, Glenn, for people like you and I, though, that comes naturally. Well, that's
0: true. It is much easier for people like us. You know, Kyle. You know, he's a doctor. It's harder for him to play dumb. Um, and I've hung out with Kyle. He's a super smart guy. You're, you're, I don't know if you can get away with that one, Kyle. <laughs> I'm not that great at uh,
2: being intelligent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now and also too, when you when you think about it, uh, Wendy, you're talking about going to shows. That's an area too where you have to learn, and and each individual uh, spouse slash girlfriend is different when it comes to going the shows. Some want to be coddled. Some want you to stay the hell away from them. Some want you to do certain things to help them get ready and then, and then get away. It's all how those nerves react. And have you gotten any inkling? I've seen Wendy here at shows recently when she's just watching her horse go and she's a nervous wreck. I can't imagine if she's driving.
2: Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because the, uh, the last show that we went to um, with uh, you know our neighbors and our landlords are you know, Judy Fryer and Phil Needs, and um, they've been driving for years and uh i think what what stresses me out more is to see how stressed out she gets just by watching even if she's not even navigating she's there watching judy you know run the cones for example and you know maybe she's pulling dante which is wendy's horse and she's just you know really wanting them to do well and you know that internal angst kind of translates to me and i'm I'm kind of deciding what do I need to do? Should I get a coconut water? Do I need you know, to? What, what what needs to happen right now? How how can I how can I alleviate this angst?
0: <laughs> yeah, we always think it's our it's our responsibility to do that. When in fact, just uh, just hanging around and and saying and doing little is probably the best thing we can do. Right, right, yeah. absolutely.
3: Yep. Yep. At the horse shows, you are not married. You are ground support. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. It's a good way to put it. The, you have a well boot
3: towel. You have the water. You have the camera. You're carrying the jacket. You're carrying yeah. the water. Whatever you can do to support the effort. But at that point, you are pretty much ground support.
2: And yeah, that's uh, that's well well put well put, Rick. I, I normally have a, a bottle of port in my jacket. <laughs> yeah, That'll
0: right. do. And a flask will help. There you go. <laughs>
3: That'll help the time go by.
0: Well, Tommy, Leslie competes. How is she at shows?
4: Um, she's great. I mean, of course, she's great. Uh, I'm there with, like like you just said, Like, I'm there with a bottle of water if she needs it. I'll do something uh, that is, you know, maybe that she doesn't ask me to do, but I know that is, you know, this is not going to cause problems. I'll just put this thing over there because I know it's going to need to go there or like be there to do whatever she needs me to do and and try and not do anything that will make whatever is on her mind, uh, or whatever she needs to do next, uh, more difficult. So, um, I don't know. I mean, we've got a good, a good sort of communication rhythm anyway. And I think it, it, it carries over into show weekends. And, um, so, you know, she, she will, when she has a, a moment of headspace will like show me how to do something so I can do it later. Uh, she'll disappear, you know, and, and I know that, hey, now I've got whatever, probably 20 minutes for myself and or until she shows up again or whatever. So it's, you know, it's I think the main thing that makes it work is that I know that. You know, it's not about me, so, uh, you know, just be, I'm, I'm, I'm flexible um, and available pretty much. And then it's going to go well.
0: Jeez, Tommy, you got half the population of horse girls that aren't married listening to this show yeah. wanting to marry you right now. That's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your value just went up. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Leslie should watch out. Well, on that note, let's take a break. I'm taking <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's take a break. Uh, and, and don't write to me, ladies. I'm not going to give out his number. I'm not, because Leslie will kill me. So just don't write to me either. <laughs> but uh, let's take a break. We have a series that we're starting on leg protection that's going to run across all of the different shows for the next four weeks. We did uh, a similar thing with helmets uh, a little bit ago. And we thought, you know, there are different topics that cover all disciplines, all sports, all horses. And one one of them is leg protection, when to use it, what it is, uh, you know, which boots to use at which times. And we got some help with that with the good folks at ThinLine. So let's take a listen to the first part in that series, done by my wife, ironically, along with the good people at ThinLine.
5: Hi, everybody. This is Coach Jen, host of the Horse Tip Daily Show here on the Horse Radio Network. Thanks for joining us for this first in a four-part series on leg protection for your horse, produced in cooperation with Thinline Global. In this series, with the expert help of Elaine Lockhead, we'll cover all aspects of equine leg protection, and today we start with who needs it and why. So a good place to start would be why do horses need per- leg protection and what types of horses need le- leg protection? I guess we should start at the beginning, eh?
6: I think so. Well, the reason why, well, why horses need leg protection, you know, with horses, they were evolved in the wild. And so you'll find wild horses to be di- differently built than horses that we see today. So, so through our programs, we have done a lot to change the horses' conformation. But really, even in the wild, horses have no Uh, tissue around primarily their splint bone, but as well as around their tendons and ligaments in their lower legs. And if you look at most creatures of flight, creatures of flight typically have nothing to protect their lower legs. So it probably has something to do with speed and allowing them to uh, run quickly. But since now what we're doing with our horses is we're breeding them differently and we're using them much differently than They were really meant to be used in the wild. In the wild, they would just sprint a little bit, and that would be it. So what has happened is that really all horses need some type of leg protection. A lot of people think that it's really the competitive horse that needs leg protection. But through our research, we've discovered that um, even more frequently you see injuries in the kind of backyard trail riding horses. You see more injuries in those horses than you do in competition horses. Really? One reason is that, yeah, you do. One reason is that the competition horses are booted more frequently because they're, you know, they cost a lot more money. So people are, are more likely to work to protect them. Mm-hmm. But horses, but horses, that are backyard um, trail riding horses. There's a couple of things that are going on. One, these horses typically are not as fit as competition horses, so the riders are, um, you know, generally weekend riders. So they get out and ride their horse for a couple hours on the weekend. Everybody goes on a hack and has a wonderful time, but the horse's fitness level isn't as high. So when they get warm, is when their tendons tend to give. So you get a lot of tendon injuries when the horses get a little bit more tired. Additionally, when the horse get a little more fatigued and you're out on the trail, they're a little more likely to bump themselves than they are at any other time. When they're fresh out of the barn, usually they don't do that. But as with any of us, if we're running and we begin to fatigue, that's when we tend to get injuries. So the every the, the everyday kind of riding that people do, it's very simple to offer a leg protection for your horse that will do, through depending on the product you select, will do many, many things for the horse. It can either protect them just from bumps. It can protect the splint bone, which is one of the highest incidents of injuries because it's a very thin bone and it's very easy to break. So a lot of people only protect the splint bone, but there are also boots available that will actually support the entire tendon structure of the lower leg. Now, something people often don't think about is turning horses out. Very often we find that horses are injured more out in the paddock than they are in the riding ring. And a couple of things happen. You know, people don't want to boot their horses when they're out in the pasture because they're afraid of heat retention Oh, yeah. You have to be very careful to choose a product that is not going to sit and bake on the horse's leg. And there are not a lot of products available where you can do that. And people also worry a lot about people who are in hotter climates, particularly if you're in a hot and humid climate, then you also get a lot of skin disease when you boot horses because it just you put the boot on and it gets hot and some materials like neoprene will actually... Uh, retain bacteria in it and will, um, if not create, at least accelerate things like uh, fungus on the legs that are called scratches, rain rot, or um, called mud fever in Europe. So there are some products on the market that will actually kill the bacteria on the skin and create healthier skin. So you can turn a horse out in leg protection so when they go out and act silly in the pasture, they don't hurt themselves.
5: Yeah, and they're good at that, aren't they? Yeah.
6: Yeah, they seem to be extremely good at that. And um, so there are some options available. People, you know, are now beginning to turn out more in boots as well as riding in them. So, you know, there are just a lot of different styles of boots on the market that are focused on specific disciplines. And focus on specific acts in the horse and then um, barn or stable care for the horse as well.
5: That's very interesting. I, I hadn't thought of uh, many of those aspects about and um, heat retention and the, the, the materials that the boots are made out of being able to help the skin stay healthy. Those are all very interesting points. Thank you so much, Elaine, for enlightening me. Um, Tell folks where they can find ThinLine online because I noticed you have a great technology page that talks a lot about how materials work.
6: Yes, we're very lucky to have run into this material um, about a decade ago. You can find it at thinlineglobal.com. Our technology is, we have a, Open cell foam that behaves different than anything in the world, so it's able to be very thin, very effective, very breathable, and moldable. You want the horses to be able to move their legs and feel free, and you know, be forward and happy. And so, that moldability—the the ability for this boot to actually act like it was made exactly for your horse—is one of the. Technology points to find on our technology page.
5: Thank you once again for enlightening us on who needs boots and why, and there's lots of to it there. And this, as I said at the beginning of this, this is a four part series, and this is part one. So stay tuned, folks, for part two, three, and four, because we're going to talk a lot about how the boots function and which kinds do what kind of job. And thank you once again to Elaine Lockhead for sharing your expertise, and thank you to Thin Line Global for helping Horse Radio Network put this series together. You can find them at ThinLineGlobal.com.
3: Well, okay, well, I got a question for our guys here. Let's talk just a little bit about You know, your wife or your girlfriend's tendency to have things out at the farm or out at the barn that are specifically in their right place. The tack is clean. The horse is shiny, yet the vehicle is full of dog hair, nasty saddle pads. The house has mud tracked through it with the boots by the back door. And let's just kind of say that, you know, things at home might not necessarily reflect or be Exactly the same as things out at the farm. How do you guys see that? A little bit.
0: Talk a little bit about that. <laughs> <laughs> I know Wendy. Uh, I know why you're laughing, Kyle.
2: <laughs> I got. I got to start with a laugh.
0: <laughs> Let's start with start? vehicles. I have ninety percent. I'm going to say this and send the letters to me. I don't care. Ninety um, percent of horse girls' vehicles are totally trashed. Rick was being nice. There's. Food bags from three years ago in there. You couldn't find the floor in the back seat if you tried. Am I wrong here?
4: Oh no, no, no. Um, I, you know, I'm not the tidiest guy uh, in the world. But you know, when I get to thinking, like, gosh, my car is trash. Like, work has been really demanding this week, and I have like a couple of coffee cups and like a water bottle and a jacket I wore a couple days ago in the back seat. I'm like, gosh, my car is trash. All I have to do to not think that anymore is go peek in her truck. <laughs> and I'm like, no, oh, no, my car was great. It's fine. Is there... It's exactly the way you just described it. Uh, you know, even to ride to or drive to uh, the barn or shows in the truck, I feel like I have to do a little straightening before I can, like, get comfortable in the, in the truck.
0: Well, that's because you have to shoot. find a place to sit. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, well, that's <laughs> the first step, yeah. There. God you going to, go. you have to if get... You're gonna get... <laughs>
3: Yep. God forbid you have to get, get dressed up to go out somewhere or, or, you know, be in a suit to go to dinner or something like that. You have to bring the vehicle out to have it washed and clean before you're even able to get into it.
4: If I'm going to go sit in the, in, in the truck, either the driver's side – well, I guess maybe the driver's side is usually suitable. But uh, the passenger side, I need to take a garbage bag with me. <laughs> <so> that that's <laughs> a good one. <laughs> so I can get in. Now, and she wouldn't disagree. I mean, it's obvious and true. So I'm not –
0: on am nice there at all, Kyle. What's Wendy's truck like?
2: Uh, you know, I feel like the uh, experience has been uh, quite the opposite. You know, unless we're, you know, doing a clinic or you know we're doing a bit of a long travel and you know there's no time to clean the truck. You know, for the most part, you know she typically doesn't like to bring the barn dirt into the home.
3: Wow, uh, you gotta keep her.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, yeah, yeah. She's uh she's kind of like a bit of a fly trap for like Barnder, right? So she'd rather go out there and flip flops on bare feet and just, you know, cook it, you know, get it all caked up underneath her fingernails and her and her toenails versus, you know, track it in on her shoes. Right. And so she'll just come in, do a little quick wash and we're all done.
0: Yeah, you're lucky. You're good. Yeah. And, and oh, yeah. Michelle, does she is she a neat freaking house or is it all the barn? Uh,
3: oh, I'm gonna get in trouble. Uh, it's mainly at the farm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I was mentioning something to her the other day. I said, you know, there is not a single flat surface on this house that doesn't have some of your stuff on it. You need to start putting stuff away. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's gonna come back to haunt me. Oh, uh, but, you know, they, they're, you know I, I can kind of sort of understand. At the end of the day, she's exhausted. She comes home. The last thing she wants to kind of have to do is to have to clean up or, or, you know, move this or wash that or pick this up. And So it does sort of become a challenge. And granted, she does much, much more physical work than I do. All I do is sit in an air-conditioned office, you know, behind a desk every day and and sort of tell people what to do. So we're kind of at two opposite ends, I guess. When that, When I come home, I'm mentally exhausted. She comes home, she's typically physically exhausted, which goes back to the whole cooking thing. I've been trying to fatten her up for years,
4: but it backfires on me. (laughs) That's true. Yes,
0: as we said earlier in the show, she weighs about 90 pounds. Yeah, you, you keep you're
4: not setting her up, you're just keeping her
0: strong.
3: <laughs> That's right. That's it, yeah, and I'm kind of regretting that, too, because she can kick my butt.
1: <laughs> and
0: she has whips. <laughs> That's true. And not afraid to use them, either. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> i got to say, Jennifer, i got to give her credit on that one. I think, like, I learned how to, to not do stupid things and to assume that I know better than her how to do barn stuff. She, over the years, has gotten gotten better at cleaning up the house and helping out with the housework, and I think it, it may—I don't know if it's me nagging her all the time or not, but um, she she definitely has gotten better at that, and I think that's one of the things now that I can say we mutually do now. Uh, whereas before I used to have to say, why don't you do the, you know, you clean the bathrooms today. I'll do the rest of the house. Why don't you just do the bathrooms? I don't (laughs) have to do, I don't have to beg anymore. So I think that that has definitely gotten better. And the car thing has gotten better. She even. Vacuums the car because we actually carry some. We have to carry the hay in our jeep right now because we don't have a truck. So she'll, she'll put the hay in the jeep, and she puts a. She actually puts plastic down, and then she'll vacuum the jeep outs to get the hay out. And that's wow. not something we would have seen twenty years ago. Wow. Um, so there is a capacity to learn on their side too, guys. I, I'm saying that for Tommy's benefit. Um, well, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, it, it could get better.
4: Well, the house is kind of a different story for us. You know, we're both... Uh,
0: you know, I think uh, somebody overheard that I'm being glared at from the door right now. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I thought it was supposed to be closed door. It is, but I think she heard that through the door. <laughs> you're, you're being influenced. Yeah, I am. This is unfair. Start over. <laughs> Tommy, sorry.
4: <laughs> no, that's all right. The house is kind of a different story. You know, the, our, you know, my car is my car, and her truck is her truck, and you know, that's that's Fine. The house is, you know, we kind of deal with it jointly. I'm, I'm a little bit more of a straightener, uh, and, and, and she's a little bit more of a cleaner. Um, but, you know, we both have long weeks and the place will get trash, and then one of us will
2: clean, and then,
4: you know, like it's, it's kind of a joint responsibility. Um, and I would say that she probably does a little bit more cleaning than I do. Um, so I don't know. Wow. I don't know. Uh, and that has its ups and downs, too. Like in the winter, the house is cleaner. Um, and in the summer, uh, it's a little bit more up to me. But, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm figuring that stuff out. So, that's fine.
0: What's the biggest... Uh, let, uh, we're going to do this right after this next commercial. I'm going to ask you guys what what's the most rewarding thing that you think, and you've all dated other people, and, and uh, if Rick can remember back that far. Um, and, uh, you know, what's the most rewarding thing that you would say being dating or married to a horse person is uh, that you wouldn't have if you weren't with a horse person? So let's talk about that in just a minute.
5: The Equity Flexin Fork is a premium quality manure fork built in the USA to last for years. The ultra-tough distinctive yellow basket is backed up by an unprecedented 13-month warranty against tine breakage. Patented flexible backbone lever releases stress so the tines don't snap and the dreaded tine flip will be a thing of the past. And the technology doesn't stop at the tines. The Flexin Fork also has a lightweight fiberglass handle and ergonomic grip. Available in regular and narrow tine spacing for sawdust pellet or rice hull bedding. You can check them out today at equitymfg.com.
1: If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader, horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire, let the buyer beware. Horse trading They tell a low-down lie With a sincere stare Horse trading Well, if the talking in circles And the deal ain't square He's a master in the fine art Of persuading Horse trading Well, look here, boys I got a pretty good rig He's got a working trot And a short jig He come off of the ranch Where he's born and bred the last of his blood, that old stud's dead. He's a little bit nervous inside the ring. Kids out the back and ride him with a string. Of course now. His feet needs trimming. Yeah, it looks to me like he's been foundered. Well you seen that big skeeter bite on his neck? Yeah, they probably aced him. He's a little fresh, we ain't rode him much lately. Yeah, eight seconds or less. He's got a pretty little head. Yeah, if you don't mind the looks of an ironing board. They say they just wormed him. Yeah, now you're trying to worm me. Well, they say you can ride him with any kind of bit. Yeah, as long as you wire his mouth shut. They say they showed him N-C-H-A. Yeah, which means not coming home again. Or was it A-Q-H-A? Yeah, which means apt to quit hauling around. Horse trading Well, it's a laissez-faire Let the buyer beware Horse trading to tell a lowdown lie With a sincere stare Horse trading Well, if the talking in circles And the D-Lane square He's a master in the fine art Of persuading Horse trading Well, lucky here, boys, here's one of a kind. He's as right as rain if I'm lying, I'm dying. I'll make you a price, he's worth every penny. I wouldn't even sell him, but I got too many. He's King Ranch, Wagner, Doc Barbread. They tell me he's smarter than Mr. Ed. I tell you one thing, he's a good rope horse. Yeah, that's how you have to catch him. Well, he'll jump right in your trailer. Well, that's good, because I seen him jump out of yours. Now, he's got all the wind in the world. Yeah, it's just coming out the wrong end. <laughs> he's good at opening gates. Yeah, you brush up against one, he kicks it right open. Well, they say he runs AAA, Yeah, which means always awkward and aimless. Well, looks like he's got a little air blood in him. I don't believe I'd have told that one. Now, I'd say he'd be a good cutting prospect. I believe that's the first thing I'd do to him. They say they showed him N-R-H-A. Yeah, which means never really had ability. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. I tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if the talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. It's a horror street. Come on now, you wear out a new truck trying to find a better deal than this. I oh, don't lose him over a few dollars. If it's not just like I said, you don't own him. I guarantee him gentle and sound. What do you mean, why didn't I tell you about that navicular? Why, I thought it was a secret.
0: Come on, well, Rick, do you want to lead that one off? What's the most rewarding thing about being married to a horse person that you don't think you would have if it wasn't a horse person?
3: Oh, that's pretty easy. Um, I don't have to pay for therapy directly. <laughs> 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 or for her therapy. All she has to do is go out to the farm and ride.
0: Oh, okay. I was um, going to say, is this your therapy or hers? That was my next question. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, it kind of works both ways. Um, no, but seriously, and I think I kind of mentioned this earlier. Um, you know we all have times in our lives when we meet people who are truly gifted at what they do and uh, it takes a special person that's able to take that gift and teach others with it and you know i think that's one of the things that i really enjoy uh with michelle and the business that we have is you know there's times where things are extremely frustrating there's times where you really want to strangle clients uh, and that doesn't happen very often but You know, there's other times, like I mentioned, where you're able to go to shows and you're able to see people who have come far. You know, based off of your instruction, we have a girl that's been riding with us since she was about eight, and she's a junior in college now. Um, So you get those lifelong relationships with people that you've really been able to enhance their lives, and it it really is fun to to be a part of that and to be part of the support team. I mean, we we talked earlier about you know, knowing things and people sort of look at you when you're married to, you know, a horsewoman, woman and think that, you know, just as much as they do. But, you know, at the end of the day, we, we're just trying to get along and, and try to catch up with just part of what they know. You know, it kind of goes into that old, that, that old saying, and I, I'll give you guys a, a piece of advice on this. You know, if, if your wife finishes the ride or finishes the course and is done and asks you, how did it look? <laughs> It's it's kind of like answering the question when she's wearing new clothes. How do I look? That the best answer is to have the deer in the headlights look and just say, I'm not sure. I think it looked fine, <laughs> and be done with it. Because if you start trying to tell her anything otherwise, it, it's going to be a mess. But you know, <laughs> a, a, again, back on it, you know, it's just rewarding to be a part of a person that is talented and is able to work with people and work with horses and, and accomplish things. And and that I find you know a lot. Mm-hmm. More refreshing than dating somebody who would, it say, for instance, be working in an office doing the same thing, little rat race that I'm doing. You know, that might not be as rewarding as it is working with people and animals.
0: And after this lifestyle would be downright boring. Um, you know, after you've experienced this and would and, uh, go back to that, it would probably be boring.
3: Oh, absolutely. You know, there's probably not too many people out there in the horse world um, that truly have a professional life and a horse life. Some people can probably mix it. You know, Kyle, you know, you and your wife might be able to do that. But I really don't think Michelle would fit in with corporate America at all. She's got her morals and ethical standards and just not bending to what's not right, not being politically correct sometimes is difficult. But that's part of who she is and part of what she is and part of what makes her a great instructor is that she constantly push, push, pushes and doesn't yield much at all for things that aren't correct.
0: That's why we love her. So, Absolutely. so Tommy, Thank what you about, you? about you?
4: Well, I, uh, Rick kind of ended up closer to uh, some of the things I was going to say. I think what's got to be most rewarding uh, <clears throat> is up close – constant access to inspiration. Um, Leslie is so ambitious. Um, she's so hardworking and driven. Um, you know, and, and, and she's, she's you know, found her bliss and just you know, dove headlong at it. And that's inspiring. You know, if I have a tough week at work, um, you know, I, I, I come home and I see her having worked all day and then leaving to go to the barn, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and it just, you know, it's, it's inspiring. Um, and I, and I, and I'm fortunate, uh, and lucky, um, because she also writes about what she does on horse nation plug horse
0: nation.com. Um, <laughs> <horse> nation. <laughs> um,
4: so I get to, I get to, you know, even the stuff that she does and that we don't get a chance to talk, talk about the stuff that's going through her head. As her week progresses, as her month or season progresses, you know I get to like get on there and pick her brain without wasting her time, you know. Uh, so, and she's great at that, and, and and so I I think you know it may sound cheesy, but it's true: access, constant access to to inspiration.
0: And Dr. Kyle, do you do you have a do you have something? You guys are pretty new together, but uh, there there must be something there.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think one of my favorite things about, uh, you know, Wendy being as as horsey as she is, is uh, the way she takes care of her horses, the way she cares for them. Um, You know, I I, I never had any intention of, you know, performing or riding. I just, uh, you know, when I took the course to, to do chiropractic work with animals, I was just trying to help them. I really didn't didn't want to be involved in the performance side of the industry but um, when I see the way that she cares for them and, to, and what she does for them it's, uh, it's a very sort of a nurturing uh, it's just something I was really looking for in someone regardless of whether or not that was directed towards me or you know what she does for her horses it just really speaks to someone's character just for the amount of time that it takes and the you know, a lot of the you know it's it's a lot of work to you know, maintain a uh, a horse, regardless of whether it's just a pleasure horse or a performance horse. It's, um, it's a lot of work, and uh, it's, it's completely inspiring.
0: You know what? I think I would answer mine a little bit differently. I'm going to try and dig myself out of the hole I got into earlier in the show. Um, <laughs> uh, she's listening. Isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, it was the love of the horse that uh, I learned to really, really, really like horses. Um, You know, at one point in our marriage, I owned more horses than she did, Uh, and she'll remind me of that constantly. Um, And I think that I just, I love hanging out with the horses, I love being with the horses, I like grooming the horses. I just really learned to like horses. Now, would I consider myself a horse person to the degree she is? No, and never will be but i do i just like hanging out with the horses i've owned i own my own horses i said i own more than she has probably since we've been married uh she has one right now and i don't we're going to change that shortly i hope but uh i think that's the one thing that i've gotten out of it is the, the therapy that you have of, uh by being around horses i have gotten now and i'll add to that i'll back up what rick said is that our best friends and the friends that we've had for life are people that we've met through horses uh, and, you know, like minded kind of people. And whether they whether the husbands were horse people or not and, you know, got into it or didn't get into it so much, we've ended up having them as as friends for life. So, you know, I think that that's what I, I have gotten out of it over the years. Um, and there I hope did I did it. Did it did I do? OK, guys, did I dig myself out of that one?
3: Oh, yeah. I think you went there. Okay, oh, we're all
2: oh, good. Good. Oh, yeah, you're king you're king of the hill. Oh, good, king good, good. All right. <laughs> Let's
0: save myself. All right. Now, if we had a piece of advice for a brand new boyfriend who has just found the horse girl, what would it be? Anybody? Um... Hang
3: on for more than six seconds. <laughs>
2: <laughs> or run like hell. Either one is good. <laughs> no. I got the best one. Okay. Uh Make sure that you're down with night check.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And what time does your night check happen? uh, Yeah, everybody,
2: everybody has a different night check, and you know when night check starts at ten o'clock. I'm kind of an old man about my sleep, so I'm that's not really happening as much. (laughs) So if you're if your girl is like serious about night check and you really want to be up there with her, and that's going to be like a serious you know component to your relationship, either make sure you're down to be up really late, or make sure that night check is really early.
0: Do you guys do night check? Rick, your farm is away from the house, so you probably don't do that as much.
3: No, we don't. Uh, Back when we had a a barn at our facility, we actually did that. But for us, for now, fortunately, we found it's a lot easier as we have pasture turnout and run-ins. And uh, it does make life a little easier. I mean, we do check, obviously, when we're feeding, but that's pretty much the last check of the afternoon.
0: And, Tommy, do you guys board, or do you have the horses at home? Well, she she works at the uh, at the
4: farm or barn the sports at, and the owners actually live practically on site, just you know, just down the road. Um, so you know, we may have to run out every now and then, you know, if they're out of town and she's uh, she's doing you know uh, doing work out there. Um, but for the most part, it's not like we have to run out, or she has to run out late. Um, so she'll usually go in the evening, or she'll go in the morning, and then they'll go in the evening. And uh, so it's not that actually is not a hasn't been a a big issue for
0: us. And I've been lucky that way, too, because when we had our big farm, even when we had 20, 25 horses there, we always packed them up about 7, 30... And we didn't do night checks. Jennifer's theory on that always was, why do I want to wake them up and get them all riled up at 10 o'clock when they've probably just eaten their dinner and gone to sleep? So that was always her theory was a little bit different than I never even knew what a night check was till till (laughs) till we started doing radio shows. And people started talking about it's like, you go out at 10, 11 o'clock at night. That didn't make any sense to me at all.
3: (laughs) Oh, but wait, have you ever had to do full check?
0: Yes, I have done that. Um, yes, I have. Every two hours all night long. Yes. There yeah, you go. Yeah. And that was before you could buy the cameras to put in your house.
2: That was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I guess that's the uh that definitely you know describes I guess the difference that I I really enjoy about Wendy is it's you know, she can do a night check that late because it's not just a commodity for her. It's it's they're her pets, right? She right. wants she's making sure that they're safe.
0: Right. Yep. Yeah, and Wendy is that way. She's uh she's pretty cool that way. Yeah. Well, very good guys. Well, thank you so much for joining me this year.